because all you have to do is just find out what solutions that they need to further their, their business. And for every business, it's going to be different. For some businesses, hey, I wish I had more TVs. Hey, I wish I had better Wi-Fi so I can attract people to work remotely from my cafe. Hey, I wish I had just a better security system where we're getting spam all the time and we got hit with phishing. And as long as you can kind of figure out what that they need that would make their business thrive even more, just take that info, jot it down, you get with the distributor, and that distributor will now partner with you and say, hey, it looks like they should work with this company for cloud services. Maybe they should work with, with RapidScale. Maybe they, they should work with this company for Wi-Fi. Maybe they should work with this company, et cetera. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. And I'm so glad to have Ty with us today. Ty, how are you doing? How's everything going? Good, man. How you doing? I can't complain at all. Uh, well, my name, my name is Joe, for those who don't know, and this is going to be another special edition of Tech Niche Tips, right? We're here to basically explain different areas in tech, and I have a great person with us. His name is Ty, and we're going to be diving into of channel sales. If you're not aware of it, this is a great place to park. But before we do that, I want you to just take a look at the comment section right now. Imagine that as your paper and pen. You're going to go right there and write down any notes you have, because remember, this is not just for entertainment. This is educational, and this is for stuff to apply to your life. <laughs> so use the comment section as your paper and pen. Feel free to use the note section there, because we want to remember things that can really help not just ourselves, but others as well. So with that being said, you know the deal to the brain. Booth symbolic of the journey one takes to get to where Ty is today. And the brain is symbolic of the mindset Ty has, not only to be where he is right now, but to scale from there. So Ty, without further ado, let's talk about your very beginning, where you were born and raised, and we'll just take it up from there. Cool. My name is uh, Ty. I am originally from Massachusetts area. So I grew up in, I guess, uh, Cambridge is my original place that I lived at. And, you know, I I, I, I guess I kind of experienced, you know, different sides of growing up. I mean, growing up in Cambridge, I kind of lived in the, I guess, inner city section of, of it. So it was largely a Caribbean-based uh, neighborhood. My family's largely uh, Caribbean and Hispanic. Um, that was kind of like my first kind of 13 years uh, of life. I got to see everything, got to experience everything from from just the, the, the good and bad sections of, of just what can happen when you're living in a, in a city in the 90s. I, I think growing up, my mom was very, very cautious of just making sure that you know, I, I have a fighting chance because, you know, when you're in those types of areas, you know, down in the Boston area, you, know, you, you just hear so many you know, horror stories of just, you know, kids just getting caught up in, in certain situations. So, um, so she actually took a, a risk against um, all odds. And, moved me out from kind of the city that I was in and then moved me up north to to uh, a little small town called Chelmsford, Massachusetts. A lot of people never heard of it. It's really, really tiny. Um, experienced a different side of life over there, completely opposite from, you know, being out in uh, Cambridge area. So, you know, I got to learn about things that I, I never knew about before. I never really knew about golf or skiing or snowboarding or, or just, you know, different sports activities, hobbies that I was just never exposed. It was just a, a different world, you know, it was just night and day of experiencing the, those two sides of life. And I was there for another 13 years as well. So I kind of did 13 and 13 in two totally different places, got two different perspectives. And I, I think that kind of, you know, kind of showed me the, the different sides that I, I guess I kind of needed to, to now navigate from from there, um, my first job over in in the small town that I was in was actually working for you know just local you know working at Radio Shack, selling you know parts, batteries. But you know where I kind of got my first break into telecommunications was that there was a reseller program there where you could actually sell the services such as you know your internet services, your cell phone services, your satellite TV services in the store and. That was really the, the way that you can make money outside of like the hour that, that you're making. But it was very interesting doing that in an environment where you're actually selling all of the technical accessories that go with those services. So you're selling the coaxial cable, the fiber cable, basically the, the, the connections that are attached to your, to your home um, was what I was selling along with the actual services and earning commission. 
while being there, I think I did that for upwards of six or seven years, I actually got recruited by the local cable company out there at the time, um, which really kind of exposed me to just the whole corporate world and, and all of that, and just the different pathways of you know, being a frontline sales rep. Nowadays, they're using the terms SDR and BDR. Back then, you were just a call center salesperson, and, and that was it. You're just taking inside inside calls and you're trying to convert them into higher deals, um, which kind of brought me on that path of now getting into the more corporate line of of career where you start in that role and then eventually you go up into you know supervisor manager. So at that time, I guess I had some interesting influences in my life. You know, I, I had a new girlfriend and that lived in California and I just decided like, hey, like, let me just go out to California and just I've never been out to the West Coast, never been out past my time zone. And I kind of took a risk and kind of left my job at this cable company to come out to the other cable company over in California. And when I did that, I one experienced a whole new side of life now because I'm living on the beach. I'm living in the most touristy area. This was like Mission Beach, San Diego. So you can't really get any more touristy than that. You're on the boulevard with all these different people. And um, from there, I excelled in sales, you know, killed it, was a top salesperson, became a supervisor, sales trainer, and kind of did all, all of that. And eventually got into really kind of an unknown side of telecommunications, which was indirect sales. And indirect sales was a place that I didn't really know existed, you know, until I was in my late 20s now. And that was really a place that I learned that people can actually sell services and make a ton of money without actually working for these companies. I didn't realize that people were selling internet services from a low small office and making more money there than some of the direct sales folks that were getting trained and learning and selling these services. Like I, I just had no idea that industry exists. And I guess it caused me to go, I guess, deeper down that rabbit hole of where does indirect sales go? And when you start at the residential level in indirect sales, eventually you're going to hear about the commercial side of it. And I, I, found out on a chance situation, just walking into the office and just seeing a bunch of people that didn't work for Cotton that, 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 and that didn't really work with me as well. But so I'm just like, who, who are these people? Why, why are these people here in the building? Who's presenting to them? And I found out there was a indirect sales program that was called Channel Sales. And it was a presentation that was going on. And there were people in there from the company I was at that were teaching other people how to sell these services. And that's when I realized that the industry was a lot larger than just the small ecosystem that I was in. I, that's where I realized that, hey, this is larger. They're doing commercial product. They're talking about casinos. They're talking about selling into stadiums. They're talking about selling into huge, you know, million square foot fulfillment center. Like, this is big business, big money, and this is nationwide. And it kind of got me down that path of maybe I want to get into that and start training other people to sell these products. But me being a, a residential person, I, I had no idea about commercial internet or commercial phone service or, or anything like that. So I essentially just had to essentially learn it all from the ground up while working a full-time job. But luckily I ended up, you know, just finding some, some spare time you know, on weekends. And I, I found a couple really good trainings and boot camps. And this is, I guess, before kind of the whole boot camps went viral. I mean, we're talking about 2019 going into to 2020 now and when 2020 hit and the pandemic kind of shut down a lot of our business i was just home and with being home i essentially needed to one keep my team occupied because i had a team at that time that was selling services residentially i need to keep myself occupied it's kind of given the leeway from my company to hey can you virtually train your team on just anything dealing with learning more about the services and i kind of went down the rabbit hole found these training modules online that were free and taught myself from the ground up within three months everything about commercial services and commercial internet and pris and mpls services and all, all this crazy jargon that i never knew ex existed and i taught it to my team as well and during that period the role opened up for the channel manager role for the market here in um, las vegas and i spoke to the hired manager told him my story, told him, hey, I learned all of this stuff. I don't know if this is relevant to selling commercial services, but this is what I've been doing for the past three months at home during the pandemic with my team. And 
my hiring manager was like, if you can teach your entire team this, then yeah, you can teach partners this. This is what the channel manager actually does. They they just teach people how to sell these complex services and solutions. So if this is what you're doing, then I jump on board. I jumped on board. It was a great decision. I definitely love what I do right now. And yeah, I'm now in a spot where that's what I do. I help people that want to sell commercial services to businesses to earn commission without actually working for for these companies. They want to do it on their own pace, run their own business. And, and I think it's a great opportunity. And I just wish that more people knew about this opportunity. And I wish it was just as viral as kind of the SDR media, tech sales, all of that. I, I wish channel sales was kind of into that mix as well, because I, I think it's very empowering for people to actually do this. Hey there, thank you so much for watching this video. This video is actually sponsored by Course Careers. So whether you're interested in breaking in as a tech sales representative, if you're interested in actually doing IT or digital marketing, not only do they have free introductory courses for you right now, go to the description and check that out, but they also have $50 off that you could get from, through me, Joseph50. That's right, $50 off through Joseph50. So if you're interested in getting into that course, any which one, whether it's, again, tech sales, IT, or digital marketing, look no further. Go down to the description below, click on the link, and sign up right now what are you waiting for wow wow there's a lot to unpack there there's a lot that we can unpack there because when you're talking about channel sales it sounds like it's a third-party entity right a third-party company or even people that are not necessarily directly employed by the company that are selling products on a wide scale right yeah and this is not just selling from a b to c but they're also doing b to b definitely so this reminds me of somebody, I'm going to give a shout out to Jonathan Manning. If you're watching this, I, I went to college, with the college around the same time. And he has this whole company called Table Solutions, where depending on the company, they're basically setting up a table. If it might be on the road, whatever the case may be, they're selling that product for that company, but it's underneath the company Table Solutions. So that's what you're saying that channel sales is, is basically a third party selling on behalf of a company, correct? Yeah, 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 definitely. You're you're essentially an, an an agent, an independent seller of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of services and solutions from brands that we all know and use every day. You know, brands like yep. you know Microsoft, Google, Amazon, you know Cox, Comcast, Spectrum, T-Mobile, et cetera, et cetera. Anything that a business can purchase from a technology perspective, you can sell indirectly without working for those companies directly and get direct commissions to your to your wallet, either as a one-time or as a residual commission. We're going to break this down, folks, because this might be what a lot of people are looking to, to do, because it's not only SDR tech sales, right? You actually could be entering into a whole another level of entrepreneurship with this. But we're going to talk about that. I got to go back to the beginning a little bit and talk about Boston. Or, or, or yeah, Boston, not Boston, Massachusetts, but Cambridge. Growing up there in a Caribbean household, I know my parents are from the Caribbean culture hey. right my family is family from guyana my wife's right. family is from haiti and so it's just kind of like you it, there's a different way a different mentality can you talk about the mentality that you had growing up in a caribbean household in regards to work and your work efforts yeah yeah definitely i, I mean it, I, I would say yeah being a caribbean household especially if you're in a city with people that are excelling you know, there's just an expectation of, hey, you know, this this kid down the street's going to Harvard, this kid's going to MIT. I mean, I live mm -hmm. smack dab between Harvard and MIT. It was one train stop away. If you're in Cambridge, you know about the red line, you know that it goes MIT, then you got Central Square and you got Harvard Square. So I was in Central Square. So I can see both of those literally almost out the window from from where I was. So yeah, there, there was definitely an expectation of, of you know, you, you, you got to go in and show out and, and, and be the best at at what you do. But, but I think that the challenge comes with that is that, you know, from, for, from anyone that, that has parents that, that were born in a different country, it's, it's very, it can be challenging because, you know, they have to also support their household while supporting themselves. And they're dealing with, with their own social issues that, that at, at that time in the nineties, I mean, it was stuff that we couldn't even comprehend. I mean, now being older, we kind of, I look back at that and go through the 60s and 70s I and mean, you had you had very strong accents you 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 were you, you were bullied in school yeah, I mean but you still yeah but you still managed to to make it through and 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 raise your kids and get them 
at least to, to a point where, where they could have options to be successful. And, and um, yeah, it, I, I definitely, you know, support all the, all the parents that, that, that did it, made it happen because you're fighting against influence. You know, I, I think the biggest challenge is, is, you know, you, you have your kids at home, you're trying to train them the right thing, but the moment that they leave that house and they're going outside, there's other influences. And, and I know the big yep. thing is always, hey, you know, these, these kids out there, don't listen to these kids, just listen to what I say. And it's like, you're being pulled between two things because what mm. you're hearing in the household is very different from what you're hearing outside. Yeah. Um, outside noise. Yeah. Yeah. And you probably know about that. I mean, he, he, you know, it, it was all, it's always like, like, Hey, don't talk to this person, talk to this person. Don't talk to this one. You know, don't, don't go over this person's house. You can't do the sleepover. Yeah. Um, be, be, because it, it's just the, the unknown and, and it's, and yeah, you know, it, it was, it was something that, that I'm, I'm glad I got to experience because, you know, I, I definitely have a, have a greater understanding for those challenges. And, and I, and I think sometimes we're still seeing the, those generational challenges because we're, we're still sometimes playing catch up and trying to get up to, to that, that level where there's kind of like an equal playing field. I mean, like I, I didn't get any, anything passed down to me at, you know, from a, for, from a, a financial a- aspect. I mean, it was everything that, that they, you know, I got and other people got, like we had to, we had to work for it, you know? So yeah. it, 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 it can be, it can be challenging, but, but there, there's so many success stories out there right now, which, which I love and, and, you know, makes me proud to, to be Caribbean. You know, there, there's nonprofits out there, shout out mm-hmm. to Caribbean Massive and in, in tech, you know, and, and all the people that are, are pushing that, that side of it. So, um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I, we're going to probably have to, uh, talk about that a little bit more. There's so many different organizations, Black and Technology. You know, there's so many different groups that are doing things to, for, for the furtherance of people uh, getting into this space. I think it's phenomenal. Now, you've got questions. We've got answers. Let's talk Radio Shack for a moment. Uh, you, 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 was that where you found, fell in love with telecommunications? I, like <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, definitely. And 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 one, I just a side note, man. I mean, just big shout out to what you do. Like, I I love your content. I love I love the little segues and stuff. Like, you're you're amazing at this. So you know, I, you. I just wish you all the success with with this program. But um, but, but yeah, so yeah. No, no, totally. So so Radio Shack was was interesting. Um, it it got a bad rap or didn't get the best rap. It wasn't the the most. It wasn't the, the job that, you know, you brag about like, oh, hey, I'm working at, at Radio Shack. But I think it was just the, the times because sometimes like I think with all of this push of, hey, tech is cool. Hey, get into tech. Hey, break into tech with all of the viral stuff going on. I actually think that that it was just timing. I think like if there was a store like Radio Shack right now that people can work at and learn about all these tech products and really get their hands dirty with with switches and and you know potentiometers and capacitors and just all these little technical things, building your own computer, you know, working on science projects with kids in the stores, you know, selling tech solutions, selling internet and satellite TV and selling the amplifiers for your cable and all sorts of stuff. Like I I think I think it would have more respect now in this time because now people see that hey that is the gateway into tech or it it is a gateway into tech versus in the past where it just wasn't really looked at at it that way you know um but i'm so glad that, that i chose there because I, I had options of where to work i, I had to get a job i was I know, 18 19 and it was either okay i'm going to work at this grocery store i'm going to work at this record store or i'm going to work at radio shack and i think i was just like okay pick one pick one and i think i just walked into radio shack i'm like all right i'll try this first but walking into there like completely changed the trajectory of, of my life because, you know, when it comes to the stuff that I do every day with getting into complex um, conversations about, you know, the inner networkings of a, of a casino. And, you know, I'm having to talk to engineers and people that have been doing this for, for 30 plus years, knowing about all the different parts to a, a coaxial cable or fiber cable, knowing how the, the internet works, just from a from a hardware perspective, I think really allows me to to navigate these conversations that for most people they would see as, as challenging. Because for me, I just see it as okay, it's just it's it's like it's electricity transferring on a a on a copper wire, or it's light that's being 
beamed and flashed through a piece of glass. Like that's the way I see it just from seeing those products every single day. But most people don't see it like that. They see it as something more complex, um, which is one of the reasons why I, I, I like to go and do things and help people see those products that look complex from a basic aspect, from, from, from basic a aspect. Um, but I wouldn't have been able to do that without Radio Shack. Like Radio Shack, you know, shout outs to, 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 to them for, for everything that, that they did for us for the time that they're out. Hey family, it's Joseph here again. Now you have heard me talk about how tech sales has changed my life. I actually wanna introduce you to another career that if you decide to go into it, truly is recession proof, and that is cybersecurity. Level Careers is a platform similar to Course Careers that is self-paced and allows you to obtain knowledge and ed education in cybersecurity, and get this, without prior experience or a degree. That's right. And so you definitely want to get into that. And if you are interested in learning more about cybersecurity, go ahead and click the link below. It's in my description. And use my promo code JOSEPH10. That's right. Use my promo code JOSEPH10 in order to save 10% off of the purchase price of that course. So without further ado, I'm not going to delay you. Go click on the link. Check out the free introductory courses and change your life today. Yeah, yeah. I think I think a lot of things could be said. That was a time where you had Circuit City, you had Radio Shack, you had yeah. a lot of these different com these different companies that were providing a service that, like you said, at the time probably wasn't appreciated. But that's the great thing about today is that we've you know movies do it all the time. They take something, they say, hey, this was great. Let's let's do a remake of this. Uh, I'm not saying to do the exact same thing as Radio Shack because obviously you're going to deeper levels where you're talking about doing all these different experiences with kids, but you have. A new company idea right there and then ty you have your own thing right there tynetics you don't know what you want, i don't know what to call it <laughs> but whatever your store can be because you have the expertise of being actually at a radio shack plus what you have right now the sky's the limits for the business that you go with, with there and i'm that's for free i'm not even gonna charge <laughs> uh, yeah no, so, right. <laughs> with that being said going into let's let's go right into channel sales because this is such an interesting area yeah. that i think a lot of people again they don't really have much of a knowledge base on what is a prerequisite for somebody like let's say you're the hiring manager what is a prerequisite or what kind of candidate are you looking for for this particular role to work with your team yeah so 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 with with channel sales anyone can be a, a channel partner so there's no prerequisite to be a channel partner or to start selling services indirectly like if you came to me and said hey ty there is a nail salon that's next door that doesn't like their internet provider and I wanna move them into a different internet service, then all you have to do is just talk to a distributor, which there's four or five major distributors you can talk to. You fill out a form that basically says that you agree to receive commissions on anything that you sell. And then from there, they give you the prices and offers and solutions that are available. You present it to your customer and if they agree, have them sign the contract and you now have a sale and you'll get paid within 30 to 60 days after the, the install. And, and that's it. And you could do that over and over and over and over and over again with larger and larger, larger companies. And it's your own business. So you're not working for anyone but yourself. Like it's, it's your company. So you can, you can sell anywhere. It doesn't have to be next door. You can go on vacation and go to, um, let's say you went to Australia and you want to go and sell service to a coffee shop down there. You can talk to your distributor. They'll tell you what's, what it, providers are there, who has the internet, who does the cable, who does the security camera, who does all of that. And then from there, you can now present them with a solution. And if they choose it, then you're, you're getting paid. To simplify it, you're basically getting paid for bringing a business to an actual service provider. If you can bring those two together and a transaction takes place, then you're entitled to a percentage of that deal, either 15% of that contract value, 10%, you know, 12 for, it, it depends on, on the company, but you're entitled to money for bringing two companies together. And, and I think that's the golden premise to it. You know, what's so funny. I'm smiling, right? Because what is that course career students? That is the job of an SDR. <laughs> you, have right? prospect, you have to, you have to pro do research, then you have to prospect, and then you have to get that company to go with your company and boom 
that's the job of an SDR. You're brokering the deal pretty much. You're setting up the meeting. That's what it sounds like to me. Am I wrong? Yeah, it's, it is basically an SDR without working for a company. It's being an SDR without applying for a thousand jobs to get 10 interviews. It's, 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 it's uh -oh. that. It's being an SDR for yourself. It's 100%. It's just, hey, in the meantime, while I'm not working this nine to five or, or the dream SDR job, I'm going to go out there and start talking to businesses and start seeing if maybe I can help hmm. them with adding an additional service to to, to better their business. Maybe they need a better cell phone connection. Maybe mm. they need a better internet connection. Maybe they need better Wi-Fi. Hey, maybe I have a strategic solution for this dentist's office. How come you don't have TVs on your ceiling? Let me help you get some TV service so you can put on your ceiling so when your patients go back, they can actually watch TV while they're, their head's back. It's that That's essentially what it is. And there's no prerequisites. The problem is that there's just a lack of knowledge about yeah. this industry, which I, you know, I, I definitely appreciate you of even giving the, this industry a, a platform um, because it could really change lives. Yeah. Now, and, and, and so uh, a couple of questions, but here's one question I have, because I know that there's, I recently have people that I talked to that are international. They may be in a different country, whether it's in the continent of Africa or in South America, or they're from the Caribbean, like we just talked about. And they're saying they're having a hard time landing a job with a company how would they go about i mean i guess it's assuming it's the same thing you just said the same process but how would they go about kind of getting into this channel sales industry yeah definitely so 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 you'd basically just just get with with a distributor so um there's there's four or five major distributors that that that, that are out there um you can type in like technology services distributor and you'll you'll see that the main ones that that pop up and then from there, you just say, hey, I want to join your channel program. Or you just search kind of channel partner programs, distributors, and they'll pop up. You just reach out to them, say, hey, I want to join your program. I want to be a seller of, of services to businesses. They have a meeting with you to kind of figure out your business plan, figure out what you want to do. It's usually like in 30 minutes, an hour. Um, from there, they'll let you know the companies that are in their portfolio, hey, we allow people to sell these telecommunications companies, you know, these cell phone companies, these uh, VoIP companies, phone companies, and they'll, they'll give you the, the, the whole list. It's usually 200 companies, some do 100 companies. And then from there, they'll give you a DocuSign. You can kind of read through it, go through the, the legal language. They will negotiate with you what's called a, a split. So essentially a cut of the commissions um, since they are kind of in the middle, there's a part of the commission that they will, will get industry standards. It depends on the company. You know, this might be 30%, might be 25%. It, it depends mm. on, on, on the distributor. Um, but with that cut, they are the ones that are now bringing all of those companies that you want to sell to you. So if you wanted to get in touch with the local internet company for a particular place, country, city, they will bring essentially the me, like I'm a channel manager, so I get brought into deals because I represent a telecom company. So they pretty much bring the me for that company into the transaction. And basically we help get those deals closed on behalf of the partner. And that's what the distributor does with yeah. that portion that they're getting. And they don't get paid until you get paid. So, so that's why they, they want to make sure. Them too. Exactly. It, it's, it's, it's a partnership. And that's why they essentially call it channel partnerships because Nobody gets paid uh, until we all get paid, essentially. Okay, so we're going to break that down all the way, but I need to wet people's tongue because it wet yeah. people's ears a little bit because they're hearing this like, oh, that's cool, you know, because a lot of us come from a, you know, nine to five work mindset. This is more of an entrepreneur, entrepreneurship mindset you need to have on. You need to have that hat yeah. on a little bit, a lot more, actually. What type of money, and you don't have to say yourself, but what kind of money can somebody make being a channel partner, like you talked about that, that I, I I was gonna say a number here, but let's just kind of let's just, for simple terms, is it possible to have a deal that's worth a hundred thousand dollars, and you as a channel partner getting that thirty percent, which is thirty thousand dollars in your pocket, is that something that's realistic? Yeah, so 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 I mean, you can I mean I've I've seen deals uh, I mean stretch as high as seven hundred thousand dollar deals. I've seen five hundred thousand like I've seen hundred thousand dollar deals. Um, so because and, and here's how it basically happens. So I'll I'll kind of break down the common scenario. So think of yes. of of a chain restaurant. So just 
think of whichever one, uh, a restaurant that you know sells either burgers or pizza or whichever fast food that can be found in any state in America. So this restaurant probably pays anywhere from maybe $200 to $300 in internet services, give or take. So if there are, let's just say, a thousand locations, so now you take that $300 a month times it by a thousand locations, you now have $300,000 in monthly services that they're paying in internet. So if you were the person that happened to close the deal for all of those services, then now of that 300,000, you're getting a, a residual commission. If you if you sold it through a residual provider, um, let's say let's say if it was on the small side, let's say if it was 10%, that's now $30,000 a month that you're getting every single month without doing anything. Like the, the deal is done, you're just getting that continuously until they cancel. And there mm -hmm. are some providers that pay 15% residual. There's providers that pay 12% residual. There's some that pay upfront, which is the, the, the other one. So, so um, you know, I, 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 the company that I'm with does upfront. So we would essentially take that amount, you times it by the ballpark, you basically times it by, by like the contract. So if it's a yeah. three-year contract, you know, times it by three. So if it was a $300,000 deal that, that you get, times it by three, then you get $900,000 upfront. And, and these are our deals that, that happen. You know, we've, we, I, I've, I've been a part of these deals. I've seen people get, get these deals and, and they're, they're crazy. They're insane. But if you think about it, it's, it's more common than people think because mm -hmm. every city has IT companies and you see IT companies all over. You can kind of look through, through any type of Rolodex in any location. You'll see 20, 30, 40, 50 prominent IT companies. You'll see them on the billboards and they'll have really large staffs. They'll have staffs of 30 people, 20 people. And if you think about, well, how are you paying all of these people salaries of anywhere of $50,000 to $100,000? Well, because they must have enough residual income from all of the deals that they've done that amount in the millions of you know, 5 million, 6 million, 7 million to support all of those salaries. And, and the part that people miss with IT companies, they think that, oh, IT companies make all this money because of billable hours. And that's not necessarily the, the, the case. There's part billable hours, there, there's part you know, consulting fees. Um, but the other part is just residual income from all of the services that they've sold or the upfront income from all the services that they're selling. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. I'm glad I asked that question. The ears are, they're, they're, they're starting to salvate a little bit, Lee. Uh, Ty, sorry. <laughs> they're starting to salvate a little bit because they're listening to this and they're saying, wait a second. If I create a business... If I become a channel partner, if I use the skills I learned as an as, as as in course careers, for example, then I could literally create my own ecosystem, which is the Netflix model, right? The continuation model that we see that has popped up over the years that businesses have adopted, right? To get that residual income, I could possibly broker deals, be the the middleman in deals that can cost, that can have me seeing thousands upon thousands of dollars a month. All right. So here's what, this is why I want to ask that question first. So like everybody's, everybody's paying attention now. They just woke up. Uh, <laughs> so let's, let's break it all the way down. I'm going to, you, I want, I want to say the steps that I think somebody should do and you're going to correct me whenever, if, if you can say, <laughs> yes, it's good or cool. no, no, you're, you're, you're wrong. So first step a person should do is create an LLC. Would you say that's correct? Like create a business or they could be a sole proprietor, it doesn't really matter, right? Yeah, so, so um, you know, it, it's, it's always recommended to, to, to do what's, what's beneficial for you from a tax perspective, but most distributors don't require any formal business. If you don't mm -hmm. have a business, many distributors will, will take you in with just a name and social. They'll just sure. give you just a tax form just as a DBA and, and that's it. But name and social and, and you know, they'll, they'll, they'll get that party started. Um, for your own mm -hmm. benefit, I mean, yeah, you could definitely go LLC, S Corp, all of that. But the mistakes that I see is I see so many people get caught up in that mm -hmm. where they're missing out on deals because if you have a deal that needs to close, like you have a, a company that says, hey, I'm moving into this place next week and they need internet service. I mean, I would say just jump in and just close that deal. You can get all of that other stuff done later when it comes to, to figuring out what incorporation model, just get your fingers on the deal and be the official broker. Yeah, gotcha. exactly. 
All right, cool. So let's say they, let's say they, let's say they're already taking care of that, right? They're good either way, right? So the next step is to locate uh, either would it be to locate a, a client or locate a company first that would actually be a service that you're providing now. I would say find the company first, correct? Yeah, yeah. So so um so so first would. Well, there, there, there's there, there's a few different things that, that you can do. So yeah, if you want to get get paid, then yeah, find find a company. And there's many different customer acquisition models that you can do. So, um, you know, the one that most people resort to is, hey, what's in my backyard? Who are the businesses that I already know? I think most people probably know maybe one person that owns a business. I mean, even if it's something small, it could be as small as maybe someone's you know babysitting business that they're paying for commercial internet for, or it could be something large, like, uh, like a, a restaurant that they frequent and they know the owner of the restaurant. Um, but yeah, you could definitely start there. Um, if you don't want to go that route and you, you just, cause that, that's basically called dealing with small business. But if you mm-hmm. want to skip small business completely, um, you can more start off in medium business. And to do that, you know, you would essentially have to establish yourself in like a local business networking, uh, either events or trade shows. So that could be get in with your chamber of commerce, you know, and join, join that. So get in with, with um, your, whether there's an urban chamber, whether there's, there, there's a, a, a local chamber, you could also get in with like business networking. Like there's a, there's business networking groups where people share leads back and forth, you know, so you have like plumbers, electricians, and you have people that do roofing and they're all kind of sharing leads. And then if you do the internet, they're like, Oh, Hey, great. I, I know tons of people that need internet. They'll, they'll send it to you and vice versa. You know, the other aspect is you can get in with with a commercial real estate partner. Um, there are many people in commercial real estate that are open to partnering with people in, in IT. I mean, there has mm-hmm. to be kind of a, a win-win. But if you can kind of help them out with, hey, I'm trying to lease this property, but I can't get this get this person to decide on it. Can you let me know, like, what types of Internet is available? Because maybe if there's fiber available, then that they will help. Yeah, yeah it, exactly. But But now you get in contact with that business now you can sell them fiber internet so it's like a win-win on both sides uh so 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 yeah so that's the the, the main part is kind of figuring out what angle you want to go um there's also the cold call route and that's a, a little tougher but there are some people that you know we we both know scr bdrs that are out there that are experts at cold calling and if you are then you can cold call anybody in any place wherever's going to talk to you and from there you can have that conversation, figure out if they like their internet provider, or maybe they don't have email security, or maybe they, they, you know, need to back up data to a data center. You know, there's all sorts of things oh, so, you can offer from that. So you, so you said you, to so make that relationship with the internet provider first, right? The IT internet service first, and then try to prospect and then try researching and prospecting you're saying, right? No, no. Yeah, so 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 I so so I'll say so you can do it e- either way. If you go if you go the route of finding the customer, then then yeah, you can go and just either find a customer locally. You can kind of go through networking events, or you can just start cold calling customers. I mean, it's one way. It's not the best way, but it's for some people that they know how to do it. If you know how to cold call and get a business person on the phone that is your prime target in a diff- mm-hmm. different place, then then completely go after it. Because all you have to do is just find out what solutions that that they need to further their, their business. You know, and for every business, it's going to be different. For some businesses, it's like, hey, I wish I had more TVs. Hey, I wish I had better Wi-Fi so I can attract people to work remotely from my cafe. Hey, I, I wish I had, you know, just a better email security system where we're getting spam all the time and we got hit with, with phishing. And as long as you can kind of figure out what that is that that they need that would make their business thrive even more, you just take that info, jot it down, you get with your with the distributor, and that distributor will now partner with you and say, hey, it looks like they should work with this company for for cloud services. Maybe they, they should work with with Rapid Scale. Maybe they, they, they should work with, with with this company for for Wi-Fi. Maybe they should work with this company, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then from gotcha. there, the distributor is. So that that's the next part, getting to the distributor. How do you get to that distributor? You find them on, I mean, white pages, the yellow pages aren't really a thing anymore, except, you know, online, right, I guess. But you would Google them. You would try to contact them, cold call them to kind of make sure, hey, I'm, I'm actually a ch- I'm looking to be a channel partner with you. I, you know, I love your service and I think I can get you customers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, okay. it, it, it's it's, a, it's as simple as that. Yeah, there's there there are there, there's there's a handful of them. It's it's like five or six really big ones. If you search anything related to 
telecom services distributor, they will pop right up and, and you just talk to them and whoever is willing to have that conversation with you, jump on. I mean, definitely find out what, what, what the, if, what the split percentage is. So you kind of know, you know, in terms of money, like, okay, you know, they they do a split of 30%. So we're splitting the commission with the distributor. They're getting 30%, I'm getting 70%, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, find out your numbers, but yeah, you just reach out to them. They're usually all very responsive because they want the partners, especially partners mm-hmm. that can bring in business to them because it's, it's, you know, they get paid when you get paid kind of thing. So, yeah. so yeah. Um, but they, but they have the connections with all of the major companies. So they have the connections with all the telecom companies, all the different cloud solutions companies, you know, every one that you can think of your phone providers, all of that, they can get you access to. Okay. And they get you, and they get you to the channel managers like myself that will do the training on behalf of that company. And you, when you say channel managers on the training, like going back to what you said, you're training on the product, you're training on the specs, so you can help the, so that the person that is now the channel partner can answer questions if the customer has questions. Is that what you're saying? That sort of training or training on sales? Yeah. So, 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 so essentially, which, whichever um, solution that that company offers, like, like, like for example, um, what I do is I help with training on teaching people, hey, what is telecom? What is fiber? What is what is cable service? How do you sell it? You know, in a in a in a bulk situation at a motel, et cetera, et cetera. But I also help people with closing deals. Like, hey, I'm trying to get this person to sign up with this service, but you know, I can't get them to agree on this price. Uh, is there anything that you can tell me that I can use to to close this deal? And I'll say, hey, you know, here's this flyer that you can use that has these features and benefits. Hey, did you know that? that this internet also comes with this. Hey, let me see if I could get the install cost discounted for you. Maybe that will help out, et cetera, et cetera. We become partners on the deal because with the channel managers, we're, we're kind of in on the deals too, where that deal has to close for us to get compensated as well. So it's, it's all, it's all, we all come together. Everybody, wins. If everybody wins. Everybody has a, everybody has is incentivized to get this, to get these deals done. So that's why they bring their, be- their best selves to these deals. Yes, definitely. And, and, and every, and every major company has a channel program. So, you know, just think of a company. I mean, if you name out the big ones, like, you know, from Microsoft to, you know, Amazon and Cisco to, you know, Cox, Comcast, like they all have channel programs and channel managers that are there to assist in some capacity on getting those indirect deals sold. Nice. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, I know you wanted to get the de- the details in regards to that, the nitty gritty details, because we want to put action behind things that we're learning, right? Especially those that are kind of trying to find their way. So you might be an SDR. You might have been gone through course careers. You might even have gone through level. I, I'm, I talk about them as well. So with a course career a level, you're studying to be a, 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 a SDR, BDR, account executive, or you might be in IT and you say, you know what? I have a little bit of sales background. I want to get into this space too. Uh, you have a space here where you could actually leverage your sales ability, your sales skills, your storytelling ability to now broker deals that basically can honestly bring in tons of revenue for you. And so that's why I wanted to ask specific questions for Ty to break it down in simple ways, in simple action steps that you can follow these steps and change the way things are. So with that being said, what is the type of mindset, Ty, that someone needs to have in order to get into this field like yourself but and scale from there and grow and do dramatic things with it? Yeah, um, so I, I think you have to be to be willing to to one have some early rejection with it, and you know be okay with not being the best at it at first. But I think that comes with with a lot of fields where you're going out on your own. I mean, the biggest error that I see is people will go out, they'll try some prospecting, they'll they maybe will work with I don't know a car dealership or they'll work work with a local coffee shop, and for whatever reason. The, the deal doesn't pan out in the way that they wanted to because the business owner changes their mind or something of that nature occurs and they kind of have to start from scratch with another business and it kind of gets a little demotivated for them. And, and I think the other part too is, is, you know, depending on the situation, they may not see that representation. They may not have friends or family or people that they know online that are doing this either that they can look to as role models because there aren't that many viral channel partners that are out there preaching, you know, channel, a, a lot of the, the, the channel kind of happens in, in, in a, in another, another area of the internet that, 
that um, isn't really known to a lot of people. So, so I think you just have to be willing to, to, to stay the course. Um, but, but I also think that, that understanding how big channel has played into the lives of some of the people that we don't often think about or, or people that, that, that we know, like I'll give a couple examples, like um, take Mark Cuban. So Mark Cuban, we all know that he started off selling newspapers and then he went into another business. And then from there, he got in with um, some friends that started a business where he was selling, where he was basically putting the radio on the internet in yeah. a very early way and sold that business to Yahoo so from, for more than five, five billion. But there's something in the middle. There is a business that he had before that. And it's a business that isn't really talked about that that much. It's like a blip in, in any of, of the public um, sessions that, that I've heard. And that that blip is a company called Microsolutions that he had. And Microsolutions was a company that was out in, in the late 80s. It was his company. And he was selling internet services, like dial-up internet services in Texas. And, and that was was like his business that got him his first million. And people don't realize, like, like if you ask, yeah. Yeah, how, how did Mark Cuban get his first million? Everyone goes to, oh, well, he sold that company Amazon. No, but how did he get the first million? It came from a company called Microsolutions, where he was actually there selling um, uh, internet services to different people in Texas. And he ended up getting um, Ross Perot as a, as a customer. And Ross Perot, if we... If for people that, that were around in the 90s as a major player, billionaire, et cetera, et cetera, um, you know, he ended up doing most of the connectivity for Ross Perot from selling him the email software that they needed, the screen share software that they needed, and the dial-up mm. internet. So all of their different offices can mm. work collaboratively together in the 80s. And with wow. him being a partner of those services, he was getting paid a portion of those deals because he was the person that brought CompuServe to Ross Perot's enterprises. And with that together, he is now getting a portion of those deals. And with, with that, he ended up selling that company because that company was generating income. He sold that company for, I believe it was three or 4 million. And that allowed him to just be wow. comfortable. And now, you know, he, he said in his, in his interview that he traveled the world for a little bit and, you know, he just relaxed. And then eventually he met the people that got him on that, that larger company that, was the one he sold for Yahoo. But it's that part in the middle that I think mm. people miss out, which that was a channel company in the 80s. Another one is, is, is a, this is a common one. Um, you know, if you look up uh, David Stewart, he's one of the, the few um, African-American you know, billionaires and he has a company called Worldwide Technology. And if you look at the origins of Worldwide Technology, he was a channel partner in the early 90s where he mm. was actually selling hardware he was a partner with, with different uh, phone companies, computer companies, and he was providing that services to businesses. So wow. he had he he had, he had a minority-owned business at the time, and that business is still in existence today. Worldwide Technology they provide um, phones and computers and all sorts of stuff to plenty of large companies, and they are a partner of those companies still to this day. And it's a multi-billion-dollar company. Um, but these are things that are, are never talked about. I mean, I, I go through yeah. all the viral content online, like, you know, I'm a, and I, I just never hear anyone talking about it. I'm just like, man, like, what, when is this going to become the viral thing? <laughs> it, it, it might, it might, you might, this might be the exit, the, the genesis of that. Um, you never know. Because uh, cause here's the thing. I think we know of it, but we never knew what it was called. Like I, I, I mentioned that company earlier in the conversation. I didn't know that that was channel sales. I mean, I even heard the term channel sales before, but had no clue as to what that meant. And now I do. <laughs> and now we do. <laughs> and so yeah. we're, we're the better for it. I mean, if you're an SDR and you, and you have that mixture of entrepreneur, entrepreneurship, you could literally go to course careers. You could go to leveled uh, and do their sales programs. And then you can go and start your own business making that's a you can make a lot of money in this space. We didn't even really dive deep into how much money you can make. We just kind of made it. You kind of gave a scenario. You kind of talked about a little, little bit about what you know. But if you really if you really if you really wanted to talk about it, you, there's a lot of money that could be made in this space. Yeah, millions like you can you can really make millions and millions of dollars that. And, and have the money to build out a team. You could have an entire team 
of you know 20 30 people a, a full company i mean the, the origins of your it companies usually started with one channel salesperson that was making enough money to hire another person another person now you have a full it company that's in some major city that's how most of them started out wow and i think people and i'm, I'm, I'm talking to the audience here you may listen to this and get the one thing anxiety and you may be anxious and say because what I've heard this before, the fear, fear is like being being concerned about something that's in the present moment. Like if there was a snake that came and you're like, ah, that's fear because you see that snake, you don't want to get bitten. But anxiety is you imagining the worst thing that could possibly happen and you freeze up to that. And I think that if you have an entrepreneurship bug, if you're saying to yourself like, man, I, this is something that I I want to do sales. I want to kind of do it my own way. This is the way. This is probably the way to, to do it. Um, and I, and I know there's some people, guys, spoken to some people that are entrepreneurial mind minded, um, and they're getting to tech in order to fund their entrepreneurial endeavors. But this might be an option for you. Who knows? This might be an option. That's why we have discussions like this. And so, Ty, I want to thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. This is going to be something that people might have a lot more questions than answers right now. And so if they yeah. if they could, could they reach out to you on LinkedIn? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Look me up uh, under uh, Ty Smith. Uh, they, they can definitely find me. Feel free to ping me. And and yeah, and we're we're going to try to just just get get the word out there because um, it's a win win for everyone. I mean, we, we need a, a new generation of partners coming in. You know, and and I think just overall, I mean, companies love working with, with partners as well, you know, because partners provide access to all sorts of services. So it's a win win. Let's just grow the partner ecosystem and expand it out to different people and just give people the option, give people an option of nine to five SDR or channel partner and just let people decide based on their own path. Now they know. <laughs> now they know. <laughs> that, this has been a great episode of Techniques Tips. Again, we thank you, Ty, for joining us today. His the link that will be in the description below. So feel free to connect with him. Ask him questions about the channel. You could don't don't if you ask me, I might not. I'll be like talk to Ty. Uh, so might as well just reach out to him about it. But yeah, thank you so much, Ty. And like always, absolutely. And like always, until next time, I hope to see you on the other side. Take care, family. Thank you.